Reed's Ranch is presented by Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm, East Tennessee's premier DUI, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. Marcos has been serving East Tennessee for a long time, taking care of your cases, taking care of you, trying to get the best result possible in your situation. Garzalaw.com, 865-540-8300. 865-540-8300. Someone will answer your call 24-7, 365, uh, answer your questions, and help you with your case. Appreciate Marcos for his support. Seth is live on the road headed back from South Carolina, so uh, if the audio quality is a little bit down or sounds back to normal in, in the sense of Seth being muffled, it's because he's on a cell phone. And on the road, but we need to get this episode done, so uh, deal with it. All right, let's go. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to the unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you on Sunday the 28th. Uh, Seth's making the long drive back from Columbia, South Carolina. Seth, how are you today? Uh, I'm pretty sad, John. I'm pretty sad. That's that's pretty depressing. Pretty depressing loss. What possessed you to go? I have a friend that lives in Columbia, so I stayed for free. Oh, okay. Like he, we he, we had been planning. Like he wanted to go, so I went. And he's he's a patron. Oh, what's his name? Will Brown. Shout out to Will. He's a fine young man, and he is—he uh, works in Columbia, so about a mile and a half from the stadium or whatever. Okay. So, I mean, it's not like I just got up and drove for no reason. Like, how far of a drive was it for you? It's like six and a half hours. Oh God. No. Any regrets? No. I mean, like, if I was going to have regrets about being a fan, it would have been a long time ago. I guess that's a good point. Like, it already would have been beaten out of you, right? Yeah, it would already been beaten out of me. I mean, like, I was just sitting in the stands, and I just, I was looking at Will, and I was like, man, I think it was like right after, I guess it was after we kicked that field goal, and I was just like, man, I'm already mad about how gay we're about to lose this football game. At, at what point? At what point did you think we were going to lose? After that field goal, to go up, to go up eight. Yeah. After the Callaway personal foul. After the Callaway personal foul, which was a joke, obviously. Yeah. 
I don't think it hit me until we didn't get the fourth down. Yeah. It was at that point that I realized we were going to lose. I, uh, I, I, I had kept the faith for much of the afternoon. Yeah, I think the team was probably much of the same way because we were better than they were last night. I thought. I mean, it seemed as so. It seemed as, I mean, I think they had that one receiver that every time he'd make a play, he would go down and rive in pain. He was he was pretty talented. Edwards. Debo Samuel? No, no, Edwards. I thought I thought Edwards was a pretty good receiver, but I thought Tennessee's receivers played pretty well too, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I, I hate losing to Jake Bentley. Like I, I know everyone talks about Will Muschamp. I hate losing to Jake Bentley. Yeah, like I mean, he's just the he is the epitome of an average SEC quarterback. He's not very good. No, he's not. We can't beat him. I could not believe, I still cannot believe, he actually threw that deep ball and hit that dude in stride. I know. On the one they dropped? No, the one going the, uh, the one, not the one that they dropped. Which, by the way, the ref was standing five feet away, or five yards away, okay. and, and called Thank it a you. completion. Thank you. How do you call that incomplete? I mean, how do you call that complete? You were right there. You were. He was. It's like he was too busy trying to throw the flag or something. Which was also a terrible decision. It wasn't even pass interference. No, it was a all around. You, you know, the NFL fired that ref this week. That guy needs to have his performance evaluated as well. Like, I'm talk- I'm not talking about that deep ball. I'm talking about the one that was going the other way that I guess was in the third quarter when they – I guess when they scored to tie it up or made it 24-22 or maybe it was the when they got to 16 or whatever. I don't know. They threw, one of their, they threw a long pass in like the beginning of the third quarter. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. He's not been good all season. And he comes out here – and he throws a deep ball that hits the dude in stride. And, like, it wasn't – we didn't have terrible coverage. No, I thought our defensive backs played well all night. I thought we were pretty good in coverage. Like, Jake Bentley is just out here threading the needle, and I'm just like they, – they wanted to bench him, like, a couple weeks ago. The fans were booing him not too long ago. I mean – And basically, uh, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, commenting on, like, his Instagram post telling him to go fuck himself. But lo and behold, last night, he's going to come out and he's going to throw darts. Yeah, that was frustrating. That was frustrating, as was the uh, as was our run defense just absolutely getting gutted. I don't understand. Did you see that coming? No. Who even is their running back? I don't know. It's not like, Marshawn. I, I it's, not, it's, not, w- it's not Marshawn Lattimore. I was telling Will last night at the beginning of the game, like, we were sitting there in the stadium, and, like, either the game had just started or it was about to begin, and I said, man, I don't know one player they have that's good. Like, I don't know anybody they have besides the wide receiver that was hurt last year, and he was like, Debo Samuel. I was like, yeah, that's it. I was like, I don't know anybody else. 
I don't know who they have. I don't know who who ran the ball so well for them last night. Like, I don't know. Like, but I don't understand why we couldn't stop them. My dumbass said Marshawn Lattimore. I meant Marcus Lattimore. Why don't you correct me? Oh, I didn't even think about it. Marshawn's Marshawn. the defensive back. Yeah. I mean, it was just really – it was like – it was a super frustrating. Like, just thinking about it makes me pretty angry because it was right there. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a big win, too. I mean, you get to 4-4. Four and four. It would have been a big win for Tennessee. At that point, you know, a uh, bowl game seems guaranteed. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to go over in your last, you know, three SEC games. So, you, you would have had a, a really, really, really good feeling about making a bowl game. You, you could have finished fourth in the East, which I, I know that's the – the most loser statement ever of like finishing fourth, but I, mean, I guess you could have you could have even finished third. I mean, it, theoretically, finishing finishing fourth sounds amazing after where we were after the Florida game. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like and, and obviously like all night, of 2017. Yeah, I mean, it was gonna it would it would have been a a really big win for Tennessee, and it was right there for us to do. We we were better than them. We had 11 penalties and just some back-breaking penalties. Like, I mean, we can talk about, you know, I, I don't mean, like I'm not going to say that they lost that game because referees, because I hate when people say that. That's a loser statement. But the, the personal foul on Mark on Mark West Callaway was garbage. Yeah, it was. I thought the officiating all around was garbage and, and, and one-sided. Like the fumble the going to the end zone was bad. The the missed targeting was bad. I thought that uh, the pass interference was awful. The called touchdown on that pass was awful. The flop on you know Callaway was I, I, maybe it wasn't even a flop, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a personal foul. He didn't even fall I, down. Honestly, he just gave him a two handed push. Like they got to even fall Callaway, down. I, I, I thought Callaway didn't know the play was over. I mean, I, I think it was – I think he knew the play was over. I think he knew the play was okay. over. But I, I think that he he took a little bit of a push. Like, he, the guy didn't even fall down. You should have it's to fall – SEC football. Yeah, you should have to fall down. You should at least have to have to flop to, to fool the refs that bad, to get, a, yeah. to get a call that bad. It's SEC football. Like, what targeting are you talking about? Oh, the, there was a there was a clip, and I thought it during the game, but I didn't want to bitch about it on the internet. But there was a clip of uh, a Chandler on the sideline, and and the South Carolina defi- defender just straight up puts his head down and just drills him in the side of the head with the crown of his helmet. Yeah, yeah, like right in front of the ref, and that's something that should be easily reviewed. I mean, because you can stop and you can stop and review that shit now. And of yeah. course, Tennessee didn't even get a whistle on the review. Like, what I don't understand was that we re- it felt like we reviewed. I felt like we reviewed, the, the referees reviewed every single goal line play South Carolina had. It seemed but that way. The dude, but when the dude fumbles and we come out of the pile with it and we take off, and Pruitt did the right thing. Because I, I was watching him. He was telling Batuli to run, to keep going, score, get to the end zone, just in case. And they don't even review it. Yeah, I mean, but I, I – I, 
I don't think Batuli would have had a uh, even. A, you know, he wouldn't have had a touchdown because he was on the ground whenever he recovered the fumble. But I, I didn't see Pruitt doing that. Well, that makes it even more confusing as to why Pruitt didn't call a timeout or to try to get a review, like demand a review or a challenge. Yeah, I know. Tuttle said after the game that they that they that the, that the players and Pruitt thought they were going to review it, so they weren't they weren't on the referees about it, which. Okay, but you can't leave that in the referee's hands. Yeah, I mean, with all due respect, like that's a uh, a really, really dumb thing to say. And if that's like, what if that's what Jeremy Pruitt was thinking, that's a really, really dumb thing to think. I mean, I watched the replay. Obviously, the guy fumbled the ball before he even got into the pile. Yeah. Or he didn't have control of it. Yeah. Which I'm saying is a fumble. Like he didn't have control of the ball before he got into the pile. And he wasn't on the ground because he was on the pile. Right. So, and then next thing you know, we come out with it. I don't know. All I'm saying is how is that not deemed worthy of a review? Like, how is that a pass interference on Balaam Buchanan in the end zone? Like, Balaam Buchanan, you know, we've been hard on him, but he was in great coverage there. Yeah, he played, he played a good game. He's played a lot better the last month. Yeah, I mean, I really like our young defensive backs moving forward, especially with the recruiting class we have coming in at, at the defensive backs. And, you know, I thought that for all the crap we've given Helton, I thought he caught a pretty good ball game last night. Agree. I thought, I thought he caught his best game yet because, like, Auburn game aside, like Auburn game, everything was clicking. We could throw it up and our guys were going to come down with it. And last night it wasn't, and he still called great plays that got people open and got people in space and got us in the end zone. And I think we would have scored a touchdown if Callaway doesn't get popped with that garbage 15-yard flag. I thought Helton called a pretty good game. I don't understand why we couldn't stop them running the ball. Yeah, the defense couldn't get one, couldn't get one stop. They could not get one stop, especially you know early you know, after the first quarter. Essentially, once Tennessee started moving the ball on offense consistently, the defense just decided to quit playing. It seemed like. I thought when we went up fourteen to three, we might blow them out. I thought, I thought that as well. And then whenever, uh, whenever Tennessee came out after the you know after the first half and the first drive of the second half, just went right down the field. I was like, okay. Uh, get one stop, get one stop, let's go, and then nope, nope, never could. And that's like, to me, that's what is probably so frustrating about last night is that this Tennessee football team is so dramatically better than they were not only 12 months ago, but two months ago. Yeah. They are like a totally different football team. Like, they are so much better on offense on, the defensive players are better. The play calling has gotten better. On, like, you know, I mean, we've done, like, Helton has, he is doing whatever it takes to get Ty Chandler the ball. Yeah, I gave him a lot of credit for that as well. Like, uh, after the Georgia right. game, we're like, hey, you've you got to start giving Ty Chandler the ball. Like, he's your best player. Yeah. And then to, and, to his credit, like, he has went out of his way to make sure that he gets the ball. And, like, we've done tons of slants and drag routes to get our guys in space and get our wide receivers the ball. Like, Callaway was awesome on third down. Like, 
we're so much better than we were just a mere two months ago. That's why last night sucked so bad. These guys can obviously coach. They can obviously coach up some pretty bad players. But you have to win the game. Like, you just don't get games on the road in the SEC against a team that you're equal with when you're just out playing them. When, you, when that happens, you have to snag it. You have to take it and run with it and not let it up, and we let it up after we were up 21-9. to What were your thoughts on Pruitt last night? That was the, I thought it was a pretty bad game from him. The, the, as good as the clock management was against Auburn, it was bad. It was that bad last night. Yeah. I thought the end of both halves was pretty, was pretty bad. I, I didn't understand. Like, at this point, I feel like it's safe to say that if, if it's a 50-yard field goal, let, let Samaglia try it. He booted the so shit I, out. He booted the shit out of his forty, uh, you know, his forty-five yard or whatever. He it. he he nailed it. I was going to ask you since you were there because a couple people I've seen say something said basically the wind was a factor. Yeah, it was. In in that direction, like saying that, you know, and, and I didn't take that into account last night when I was bitching on the internet. It was at his back on that kick. It would have been at his back. I thought so. Oh, on on the I, kick he made, not not the not the two potential kicks they bypassed. Okay, so at the end of the first half, I didn't understand why we didn't try to score at the end of the first half. Yeah, I didn't either. You know, especially but what those people said is correct. If they had tried a field goal at the end of the first half, the wind would have been in his face. Okay. So that could have been why I didn't understand that. I was surprised by that because. There has to be something going on because, like, Pruitt is such a gambler. Like, and he did the exact opposite two weeks prior in Auburn. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, is it just a is it just a lack of confidence in Garantano? It might have been. Like that's the way I that's the way I perceived it. He had some bad throws last night, but then it was like when he had it's, it was a weird game from him because. He missed some throws that I felt like he hadn't missed. But, like, when it when it was third down and, like, we had to get something, he got it. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think him and Palmer – I think him and Palmer were an issue. Like, I don't know who's to blame on all the misses, but those guys just couldn't link up on the deep passes or really any pass. Garantano looked really, really bad on, like, the, the 12 to 15-yard out route, man. He could not hit that. I know. I didn't understand it, and I felt like he had the season. He was missing it by like eight yards, too. Yeah, I don't know if he was hurt. Maybe. I thought one time, he one time he got up really, really slowly in the second half, and I was like, man, you know, I, he looked. He he was walking pretty gingerly. I, he has to be sore. Yeah, I mean, and I I mean like they were teeing off on him. Yeah, and I mean you never know. He might have had to stay up and study for two finals, pull two all nighters. Yeah, you never know. Uh, Just blow your horn. No, I, I ran off the shoulder a little bit. Well, that would have been bad if you'd have wrecked on air. That would have been pretty tragic. I mean, not died, but I just mean wrecked. You ought to have to start GoFundMe for the hospital bill. Would be good content. 
It would have been the best content. Imagine. We probably would have had like 20,000 SoundCloud plays. Imagine me doing a podcast in the hospital bed on a morphine drip. <laughs> after we, after, after Kentucky comes into, comes into kneeling and kicks our ass. I mean, like, how did they, that game, how did they win that game? I know how they won. I saw the end, but they looked like garbage. Missouri went three and out eight times in a row. Like, that's pretty much it. Eight times in a row? Yeah, Missouri could not pick up a first down. I bet they want to kill Derek Dooley. I would imagine so. And and I would imagine that they all kind of realize that Drew Locke's not that good. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to pretend Drew Locke's so good, and he's not. And he just hasn't been. He wasn't last year. He wasn't that good last year against good teams. Like, he just he beats up on shitty directional schools. You're right. You called it. You said that You said that for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's what he does. And whatever NFL franchise decides to draft him is going to be in for a rude awakening. Yeah, I mean, you've said that for a long time now. You're right. I just – I don't know. I don't know anything about – like, I still don't I, – I mean, Kentucky's better than South Carolina, but, like, I still don't know why we can't beat them. Yeah, I mean, you would think that being in Knoxville would kind of, you know, kind of erase the, the the difference in terms of how much better Kentucky is in South Carolina, if that makes sense. I mean, like, even I, the playing field. It, and because even though we choked away that game last night, like like I said, this Tennessee team is so drastically better than they were two months ago. And yeah. honestly, that's why last night sucked. That's why last night sucked so bad. If we still look like we did against West Virginia. Last night wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I mean, like, if you had told me before the year that Tennessee would have had that type of performance against South Carolina, I probably would have said, okay, cool, a three-point loss at Columbia, fine. Especially if you told me that after West Virginia and after Florida. Uh, But it it, it feels different after you go on the road and beat Auburn and then you dominate for, you know, three quarters. Or don't dominate, but you dominate for a half, uh, two and a half quarters, I'd say. Yeah, and, like, I mean, you know, I mean, you you went toe-to-toe with Georgia for a while. You dominated Auburn. You were better than South Carolina and had the game right there. And hopefully this is just like the last little misstep that Pruitt has before, like, you know, things can start taking off. I mean. Yeah, and I mean, if one or two things went different against Alabama, you could have won that game. Yeah. I mean, that game was right there, too, you know. If only Alabama didn't have the best quarterback of all time and about ten different receivers that run a four a four point zero forty. Uh, and the greatest coach of all time. Don't forget him. And the greatest coach of all time. He matters too. Yeah, don't 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 forget him. I just, I mean, what's the deal? We had six false starts last night. Six false starts and then a twelve men in the formation penalty. What? Yeah, I mean, didn't we have, we had that pre-snap 12 men on the field penalty in the first half? The referee's microphone was broke. Oh, okay. Well, we had we had we had we also had a penalty where we had 12 men on the field on offense. Cool. These penalties are starting to get annoying. Do we know who handle Do we know who handles that? There's always no. a there's always a black coach that that Pruitt yells at whenever we have those penalties. So I'm assuming it's him. Not on the false starts, but just on the the formation and the, like, you know, men on the field type of thing. Is it the wide receivers, Coach? Was it the wide receivers? I feel like the wide receivers are the ones that are in the legal formation, typically. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And I'm assuming that would probably be one of them guys who are on the field and they weren't supposed to be when they got the 12 men on the field penalty too. Like, these false starts, I mean, I know we've had like a different – I feel like we've had a – I don't even know who our starting offensive line is, okay? I know – like I saw Jameer Johnson out there last night. He was playing again. I'd say Will, um, I'd say Will Friends kind of earned his money. Like, uh, Chance Hall was playing left tackle, it looked like. Or Marcus Tatum. 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 I don't know. Tatum was playing left tackle. So Tatum was playing left tackle. Tatum's just grow- Tatum's growing his hair out, so it's a little confusing. Okay. So we had Marcus Tatum at left tackle. Yeah. Okay, no, fur- no further comment needed. We had Jameer Johnson at left guard. He's okay. We had Ryan Johnson at center, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No comment needed. We had who at right guard? I mean, Carvin, Carvin and uh, Drew Richmond have, have been pretty damn good, to be honest. So, Drew Richmond's had a really good year. Drew Richmond, Drew Richmond is – we, we don't give him as much credit, but, I mean, like, for as much as, like, Kyle Phillips is kind of saving his career with a pretty good senior season, like, Drew Richmond's been pretty good this season, too. I really don't know what happened to Drew Richmond, but the last month he's played some really good football. Credit where credit is due. So, Carvin was at right guard. Yeah. So, that was his best game of the year, I take it. I'd say he so. He struggled. He struggled. But he's a true freshman, so whatever. I mean, like you want to like say, you know, hey, these guys have gotten a lot better, so hat tip to Will Friend. That's what I was saying. I feel like he's earned his money. But we also had six false starts. Oh, well. So I'm kind of like, we ran, we, we're running the ball better, though. Do you not agree? No, yeah, we've run, we've, we've run, we've ran better, and I think that outside of the last play of the game, like, we've protected better. Like, Tatum got I absolutely, we, Tatum got absolutely destroyed on that fourth down. I thought we protected really well. I thought we protected really well. I mean, there's no doubt, like, show me a unit that hasn't gotten better. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean that 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 that's fair. The only one that I could honestly say that I don't know, and like I, I, that I could honestly say they haven't, and it's because I don't know is the middle linebackers. That's what I was going to say. Just the, the 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 middle of the the middle of the run defense last night was uh, pretty poor. Was pretty poor. But I don't know enough about, like, I mean, I feel like our outside linebackers have been pretty good. I mean, Congo, yeah, the out, towards the, ACL, had a great game. The outside linebackers have been good. Uh, Darrell Taylor made an awesome play in the first half where he, they, they had a perfectly disguised blitz, and he, instead of blitzing, he dropped back and covered the, the running back that they thought was going to be wide open on a swing pass, which led to a sack. Um, I, you know, he... He uh, he he played pretty well. The outside linebackers, like you said, Kongbo had you know actually strung together a couple of nice performances before tearing his ACL. But yeah, like the inside linebackers, I don't feel like have done very good this year, and I don't know if they've gotten any better. Like I, you know, I don't know. Like 
I mean, I, it's, it's hard for me to, like, sit down and watch a football game and be able to analyze, like, positions like that, like, live, like while it's live. I mean, so I don't know. Like, I feel like Daniel Batuli is pretty good. I don't know. But I don't know. Darren Kirkland has just been injured too much. So, but the, the middle linebackers don't seem to be making the plays ever. I would imagine that Charlotte, this upcoming week for homecoming, will be the first chance where you can really unleash Peterson and Banks, right? Mm-hmm. And see if you have absolutely anything with either of those for the rest of the season. Now, not not for next year. We'll you know next year we'll we'll hold judgment off, but we'll, we'll see if you have absolutely anything for the rest of this year. If there's any backups, you know what I mean? Like if the cavalry yeah. can come because both those guys could be a nice addition, right? Yeah. I mean, they wanted to play Banks yesterday. I mean, that tells me they think they've got something there. Who do you think so, who, who do you think's more likely to make an impact this year, Peterson or Banks? Banks. Really? Because Banks has played some college football. Yeah, Peterson. Or yeah, Banks is already in, in college football. It's not that I think, show. like, long term, give me J.J. Peterson. Fair. If, if I'm talking like, you know, because basically it's like you said, like what we're looking for is just these last four games. Do we have anybody at middle linebacker that can go out there and make one play for us that could like cause a fumble or make a big stop? Like, that's basically what just we're looking for. Like next year, we'll worry about next year, next year. But these last four games to get to a bowl, can one of those two guys do something? Something. And I'm saying, yeah. Anything. And I'm saying I think Banks would be likelier than Peterson for this year. Now, I would expect, I expect J.J. Peterson to be starting at middle linebacker next season. Game one. He better be. You said Peterson should be starting game one next year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. What? You would think he would be, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. He was a top 50 overall player. Yes. I mean, I, I, feel, I feel really good about our defense next year. Like, obviously, we do have to fill some holes. I mean, we're going to have to replace Shot Tuttle. We're going to have to replace uh, Kyle Phillips. But, man, like, we got a lot of people coming back on a defense that plays pretty solid a lot of times. Man, I wish I just knew what the hell happened to them yesterday in the run defense. This got gashed. I wonder if it is a middle linebacker thing. Like, there's just nobody in that little vacuum of space that was able to make the play. Yeah. Because I have a hard time believing they out-schemed us. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is, but I'm willing to wager he's not as good as offense as Jeremy Pruitt is at defense. No. No. I mean, all these things we're talking about, that's why it sucks so bad to lose that game. Because it was right there. Apparently it's Brian McClendon. Brian McClendon. Okay. I think we tried to hire him as wide receivers coach and they made him office coordinator. Oh, yeah. I believe that's right. I believe that's right. And I'm sure, I mean, it has to be killing Pruitt that in the second half, 
South Carolina just said, we're going to run the zone read, and we couldn't stop it. I know. It, it drove me crazy. Yeah, made me pretty mad, too. Made me pretty mad, too. But I thought, I mean, I thought Elton did a pretty good job. Yeah, no, I thought I thought Helton I thought Helton was okay. I thought he uh I thought he had a a pretty good game plan for the most part, misdirections, short crossing routes, like our receivers were open for most of the game. I thought Callaway's drop on third and seven was a killer because I think that you had that first down if he catches the ball. If not, you could have had a much easier fourth down, obviously. It, it killed us. He had the first down. Yeah. It killed us. It was a it was a crushing drop from somebody who had been rock solid, and like he just looked up too quick. He tried to run before he caught it, and I really like the routes we were running with our wide receivers. Though I felt like I, I felt like last night was the first time we had an offensive coordinator that really called plays around the personnel that put them in position. Like, instead of, like, since Lane Kiffin, like, I felt like when we had Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin said, it's really not about what I want to do. It's about what I can do best with these players. And he went out and he called plays that made his players that he had at Tennessee be put in the best position to win. And it wasn't what he wanted to do. I felt like Helton did that last night. And I felt like it's been a long time since Tennessee's had an offensive coordinator that would do that, like Butch. We were basically going to run Butch's garbage offense regardless of who was quarterback and regardless of the personnel we had. I mean, and I know this probably isn't the personnel they would like to have, but Helton, I felt like he structured the plays last night and he called plays that got our players in their best chance to win. So weird seeing Byron Leftwich in a coach's uniform and like a polo with a visor on just big ass Byron Leftwich what I'm watching the Cardinals game right now I'm actually doing oh the yeah po- Byron Leftwich is their offense coordinator yeah I'm actually I'm actually getting to do the podcast at home this time this is the first time I've ever gotten to do it it feels a lot better but yeah they're the Cardinals they just showed him on TV and he's just got a oversized polo on with a hat and a, like a headset on just seemed really strange to see Byron Leftwich there now I feel kind of old Quick time out to thank our sponsors, Premier Construction and Restoration. Appreciate Brad Richardson for his support. If you are looking for a general contractor, well, give my friend a call. 423-404-3255. Uh, complete bath and kitchen remodels, decks, siding, windows and doors, all flooring types, roofing and cut gutters, sunrooms, new construction, whatever you need. On that side, uh, getting something built, getting something improved, uh, Brad can do for it, do it for you. Located in Kingston, but they service all surrounding counties. Four two three four zero four thirty two fifty five. You can look him up on Facebook. Premier Construction and Restoration out of Kingston. Appreciate Brad. Back to the show. All right, let's get to some patron questions. If you want to become a patron, go to Patreon.com. Slash Reads Ranch. Appreciate everyone who has signed up, including our new patrons. Mitchell Page. Love you, Mitchell. Dave Draper. Love you, Dave. Clay Leatherwood. 
Love you, Clay. Jacob Poitner. Love you, Jacob. And then we got Chase editing his up from $2 to $5. Shout out to Chase. Love you. Sean Webb goes from 10 to 20 Shout out to Sean. Sean's a good man. Shout out to Sean. Love you. And Matt Warren going from 2 to $10. Love the patrons. Appreciate everyone for their Love support. Uh, Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Volstorm asks, why is Chris not doing going to be the starter? What? Why is Chris not going to be the starter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I said, like, I, I don't understand the Chris JG debate at this point. Like, do you think? Do you, think you cut out. Uh, okay. You're right there. I got Can you. you hear me? I, yeah, I just hear you. I heard you say you didn't understand the debate, and then you asked me, "Do you yeah, think?" I, I and then don't you cut understand. out. Like I saw people talking about it last night. Like, do you think Chris should be playing? No, no, I don't. I don't either. So what am I missing in this debate? I mean, I wouldn't have a problem if he pay, played. Like I'm not. I, look, I don't think Garantano played a great game by any means yesterday. <laughs> like I, I really don't like, and I thought he was. I thought he had easy throws. I thought they had a really good game plan. So, like, his completion percentage is, you know, is good. The throws were good, uh, but they were really safe. I, you know, I don't like watching football when you have 5.3 yards per attempt, right? And, like, Tennessee yeah. threw the ball, like, 40 times for, like, 200 yards. That's essentially what yeah. they did. So, like, uh, that's, yeah. that's something that makes you want more. And also, like, man, like – from what we've seen, it's been garbage time. We haven't seen it, you know, in a, in a big game, like when the game's close. But I think Chris would be better at reading protections. Like, I think that's Garantano's biggest weakness is that he doesn't see pressure coming. He doesn't – like, he's, he's get, he gets the hell beat out of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he like, just uh, – you know, he, 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 he doesn't have a clock in his head. It doesn't seem like he has the clock yeah. in his head. I mean – Garantano is, is tough as nails. Oh, yeah, no, he is. He is. Some of that toughness is his own fault. Yeah, no, he, he is. And he the way he the way he holds on to the ball and the way he misses, you know, misses protections, like he has to be tough. And like you said, a lot of that is on his own doing. He takes some beatings because of his shortcomings. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 no doubt about that like it, that is by far his biggest issue I would think I mean I just don't know like and I, it's impossible to even say because we haven't seen Keller Chris do anything but like I have no reason to believe that like we win that game if he's playing I'm sorry like I, I still don't understand why we need to go to Chris like yeah. here's the, here's the thing here's the thing if it was four games ago, I would listen to you more. But we got four games left, and as much as we need to get to a bowl game, we got two more years with Garantano. So, unless you think Keller Christ is a lot better, you play Garantano, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, that's that's been what I've said all year. I mean, just all off season and everything. Like, unless you think the difference is between a a win or loss, in which I don't, I don't think he wins that game yesterday. I mean, he might have. We don't know. 
and I don't think he would have won the Auburn game. He might have, yeah, but we don't know. Say, so, like, like it's, it's hard for us to defend Garantano because we don't know what Chris would do. But it's also hard to defend Chris because we have no idea. Like, I, nobody's out here saying Garantano doesn't have his flaws. He does. Yeah, it was and a, he's not a perfect quarterback. It was reported last night that he uh, that both quarterbacks were going to play. Apparently, that's what he told the Vol Network I didn't know that. before the game. Jesse Simonton from VolQuest tweeted out before the game saying that uh, Vol Network just said that uh, both quarterbacks were going to play. And obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah. Which I don't think, uh, the way the game played out, it would have been tough to take Garantano out because the offense moved the ball you know, from the second drive on. It, it would have been really tough for them to have plugged Christian in my opinion. I, that, that wouldn't have made any sense last night. Yeah, I mean, because the offense didn't really stall. The offense was clicking. Are, does the prospect of Garantano get you excited for next year? No. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. So, like, you know, for, for, for me to have, you know, kind of beaten the drum of, like, look, Chris isn't going to be here. I still would rather have Garantano than nothing, but, like, I mean, he does feel pretty limited. Well, so um, it's not like I'm saying, like, I'm, like we don't have a blue chipper coming in. Oh, yeah, like, we don't have a blue chipper coming in, and J.T. Trout like, doesn't get me excited. Yeah, so I say, like, Garantano doesn't get me excited, but I also don't think Garantano's going to lose you games. Like I think it would be a whole lot different if you could have if you could give him a, a legitimate running game. Kind of had one last night. Yeah. I hated the switch to Wildcat. I hated the switch to Wildcat on third and two. It cost us a false start. It did, you know we ended up picking the first down third and seven. But like I hated that. Yeah. I don't want to take my quarterback off the field on a huge third down. That Especially kinda, when you haven't been doing a lot of Wildcat. Yeah, and, and when that cat that's wild is Tim Jordan. Yeah. Anyway, especially when yeah. Garantano had been kind of cooking on third downs. That's, that's a good point. No offense to brother Tim Jordan. Yeah, no no disrespect to Tim Jordan, but, like, uh, the offensive line was shaky, and, you know, you bring in a new guy that has a new cadence, a new, you know, a new silent count that's not used to it or whatever, and, you know, you draw a false start. Because yeah. they're not on the same page. Like, that, that, it ended up not, you know, being talked about much because you're able to still pick up the first down, but, like, it seems like a uh, a big mistake. I, I, I do – I am fine with the rest of the year if they do start going to a two-quarterback system. I am okay with that. Are you? Yeah, because I just, like, I am. I don't, I don't like two-quarterbacks. But I am in this. I'm okay with it because, like, I don't think it matters. Like, I, I think that we, I think with both quarterbacks, we're pretty much the same. Like, we are what we are. Yeah, that's kind like, of. I don't. That's think, what I think I as well. I don't think. Like, but I will say, I don't think that Keller Crist is going to go out there and do what Garantano did against Auburn. That's fair. But like. I think you might not have as many of the lows with Chris. I'd say that's probably fair, too. It's Garantano. So, I definitely think Garantano is more talented. 
All right, we got a question coming in from Cody. Cody wants to know, was South Carolina the toughest test remaining on the schedule? No, I say Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't I don't think either any of these remaining teams are great. I don't think South Carolina's great, but the fact that it was on the road makes it seem like it was tougher than it was, I guess. But like, I, I, what was the atmosphere like? My mom called me gushing about the atmosphere. My mom called uh, me like she's she's basically a South Carolina fan. She said they're the loudest like fan I, she's ever been around. Like it was much louder the last time I was there. She's like they. She said they were loud the whole game. Not like us. We're only loud the first quarter. They were loud the whole game. I didn't think so at all. And they were so nice. I said, well, why don't you just move to South Carolina and become a Gamecock? <laughs> she said, well, maybe I will. I didn't think it was loud at all, and I didn't think it was anything. It wasn't near as loud as the last time I was there. Okay. Well, you were there. I trust your opinion more than my mother's. I mean, it was just a... No offense to my mother. They made me mad, man. They made me mad. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, or like right after the fourth quarter started, I went to the concession stand to get some food, and I like sat at the concession stand for like a minute, and they they were standing there at the cash register, and I finally, I was like, are y'all open? <laughs> and he's, he's like, he's like, nah, man, we ain't open. And I said, what? He's like, we ain't open. I said... Y'all are not open. The concession stand is not open in the fourth quarter of an SEC football game. And he said, nah, man. And I said, who? I was like, who does this? I was like, this is the SEC. Who does this? And I was like, are any of the other concession stands open? And he said, nah, man, they ain't going to be. They probably ain't going to have any food. And he, like, told me they were going to be closed. And I said, all right. So I walked down. The next concession stand over was open, and I got pizza and a Coke. Did you, walk, I'm just like, did you walk back by and tell that guy? No, I didn't walk back by and tell him, but I walked back by him. You should have walked back and by I'm and just, said, hey, by the way, I uh, got my stuff, asshole. I'm like, he said, he was like, yeah, man. Uh, he said, after the second, after halftime, we start shutting down. What? And I said, after halftime <laughs> at an SEC football game, y'all start shutting <laughs> things down. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. I was like, am I insane? Am I going crazy? Am I being, down? Where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I being punked? Yeah. Like, I, I, was, was somebody playing a trick on me? Trick or treat. Halloween is not later this week. And like, they, but like, they were trying to go with the, they were trying to go with the trick. They were trying to go with the trick yeah. they were, and no treats. <laughs> They didn't say anything to me, and I stood there for like a minute, John. <laughs> just like I was just looking at them. And I finally, I'm just like, something is going on here. So I was like, are y'all open? Which I thought was like a crazy uh, question. You thought that was a polite way of saying, hey, assholes, can you serve me? <laughs> yeah, I was just confused. Let's roll through a couple more questions. Ryan says... Going back to the beginning of the Pearl era, pick your starting five. Sorry, Ryan. I'll do that in another podcast, Ryan. We're already running out of time on this one. Um, we'll do a starting five of basketball later. It's a good question, okay. though. Let me let me bookmark that one because we're already running close to, uh, to time. So, Good question by Ryan. Uh, we'll bookmark that for later. Who do we have to sacrifice to lift the curse on Tennessee sports? I don't feel cursed. Do you feel cursed? I don't feel cursed. No. 
Is Juwan Jennings on the Mount Rushmore of Vols? No. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, we love Juwan Jennings, but no, he's not. He's not on the Mount Rushmore of Vols. Like maybe a fan favorite to the last ten years, sure. I mean, I think Juwan Jennings loves Tennessee a lot, but no. Tyler asked about the rest. We've already kind of covered that. Josh asked about not going for points at the end of the first half. Kind of already covered that. Like I said, I thought that the, I thought that you can't do both. You you can't you can't go for the fourth and seven at the end of the game with five minutes left, or not even five minutes, like eight minutes left in a tie game after you didn't go for points at the end of the first half. I thought you either have to be aggressive all the time yeah. or be conservative all the time. Yeah. yeah. I got All right, let's wrap this up with an NBA quiz. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. We are today. We are going with the NBA quiz. We are going with the the San Antonio Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs. Right, before you start, let me set the over under. Let me look at this roster. Let me see how confident I am in your ability. Um, let's see. I will set it at. I'll go. With, I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. All right, four and a half. I'm ready. I'm ready, baby. Let me know when. Let me know when you want me to start. Yeah, we're we're, we're waiting on you. All right. Okay. Lamarcus Aldridge. There's one. Patty Mills. <laughs> That's the one I knew you were going to get. That that was going to be surprising. So I, I adjusted for that in my over under. I knew you were going to get Patty Mills. Yeah, two. Demar Derozan. Three. That's been a trade that's worked out for both teams. Both of them, the Spurs and the Raptors, look look better than they were off last year. Um, Paul Gasol. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to get him. All right, there's the four. There's a couple of names that you should still know, but, yeah, you're at four. No strikes. Uh, Here it is. This is what separates the uh, the men for the boys from the boys, if you will. I get three strikes, right? You get three guesses to get one San Antonio spur. Okay. I've said Paul Gasol, Marcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, and... DeRozan. Rudy Gay. Oh, you did it. Wow. Okay. Oh, he plays with the Spurs for real? Yeah. Boom, baby. Was that just a guess? No, I, I thought. I thought. I thought, but I wasn't sure. But I was going to use somebody... That I was iffy on first. You nailed it. All right. You want to keep going? Yeah, I want to keep going. I know nobody else. Okay. <laughs> the, that's – there's probably no one that – I mean, you're going to recognize some of these names, but there's nobody you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Who else did they get in that trade? Um, I don't know if they got anybody in the actual trade. Oh, yeah, they got – did they get Danny Green in that trade, they, or did they sign Danny Green? They got Danny Gr – no, Danny Green's with Toronto. Danny Green's gone. I meant he was in the trade going the other way. Um, okay. Or left as a free agent, one of the two. Um, Marco Bellinelli, they signed him this offseason. I don't know. You don't know who Marco Bellinelli is? Okay, well, they got him. Oh, I do know, I do know, I do know Marco Bellinelli. Are you saying oh, – yeah. I thought you said that they signed him. Oh, no, no, I'm saying they did sign him. Um, he's on okay. there. Dante Cunningham. 
Okay. They drafted Lonnie Walker from Miami. Yep. Dejounte Murray. Day, you know, Davis Burntons. Like you, you got you got the ones I thought you'd get. That I didn't know if you're going to get Rudy Gay or Pal Gasol. That's why I said at four and a half. Yeah, I, I can't say I know Dante Murray. Yeah, you got all five. Congratulations to you. Successful NBA quiz debut from Seth Hughes. Who expected anything different? You proved a lot of the uh, the haters and losers wrong, and you rewarded a lot of people who believe in you. All right, let's do one later this week. we got to make up some ground, so let's try to do one in the middle of the week. Um, enjoy the rest of your trip. How much longer do you have before you get back home? i got like a, an, uh, less than two hours. Now oh, you're almost there. Let's keep driving. So, keep I'm your good, eye- buddy. I love you. Keep your eyes on the road. Don't text and drive. You don't want to end up like Gungle. I don't want to end up like Corey Gungle. That's right. I love you, buddy. I love you. Goodbye. a holy walk. Rest in peace to Robert Neely. Rest in peace to our opponents. I get my tickets from a scalper out at Thompson Bowling. Breeze Ranch, yeah, we got you fam, we got your back. All we wanna do is win the East. Is that too much to ask? All we wanna do is win the East. Is that too much to ask? All we wanna do is win the East. Is that too much to ask? We bleeding orange till we die. R.I.P. to Reggie White. Putting on for A65. Kneeling stadium at night. Volunteers are religion. This is what we believe in. This is Reed Ranch trying to help you get through the season.